My name is Jeremy Devins, and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, episode 112, a Hatha yoga practice for the whole body. And you may want uh, two blocks and a blanket if you have that available, but if not, you'll be just fine. And before we get into today's practice, I'm very excited to share that the Quiet Mind Yoga teacher training is open for enrollment for the March 2020 class. So it's only open for the next two weeks, and then the class starts, and there's only going to be eight spots available, and there's one for sure definitely available right now, uh, but by the time you listen to this, I don't know. So uh, you go to quietmind.yoga slash enroll to learn all about the training and how you can learn anatomy, philosophy, history. There's a whole bunch of bonuses I put into this, into guides, PDFs, uh, spreadsheets, things to make it very simple and clear to learn the Sanskrit, the English, the alignment, uh, everything that goes into every posture, all the most common postures, over 100 plus that are deeply, thoroughly analyzed and broken down. So if you want to understand how we practice, the origins of the practice, sequencing, meditation, pranayama, the chakras, everything you could want is thoroughly included in this training and it's my life's work it's most the most important and dearest thing to my heart to create this training and i created this podcast initially just to create free classes because for one i want to make yoga as freely available to anyone who wants it and this is this podcast and i'm super grateful that uh, you're getting value out of it and you listen and then i created this course which is the sort of comprehensive everything you could want everything I know put into one place. That's the Quiet Mind Yoga Online Teacher Training, and it's all self-paced. There's weekly mentoring calls, and you can do it at, uh, you can be there for the calls if you can, but if you, life happens, you know, you can always review these things. And this is something that doesn't exist in, if you go to in-person teacher trainings, which I've been a part of several, and I still am part of several, and I, I think that's a great way to learn if you want to do that. But if you don't want to give up your weekends and you want a very thorough, in-depth training, this is the Quiet Mind Yoga Teacher Training. So you can check it out at quietmind.yoga slash enroll. And again, it's only open for a little time and then I'll open it again in the fall in September and then maybe once or twice a year after that going forward. So today's episode is Hatha practice for the whole body. So uh, a little bit of everything and uh, the theme of relationships. So this comes from a series of classes I recorded a while ago, all about relationships. And I'll share a poem in there. It's a Buddhist story, or not quite a poem, but a story from Tibetan Buddhism that I love. It's all about working with the sort of shadow side of ourselves and the dark side of ourselves and the things that maybe we don't want to look at or the things that are under the surface. And you can read that story. I, I shared it to my Instagram at jeremy.quietmind if you want to follow me on Instagram. And you can read that story, but I'll share it later in this class. And uh, it's sort of the theme for this class, this topic of relationships. And I'll actually share another class soon uh, with this theme, the relationships to your relationship to time. It's an interesting concept. So uh, if you're enjoying this, let me know if there's things you want to see or learn, things you want uh, me to improve in the classes or offer in the classes, topics you want to know more about. Uh, I'm always open to feedback and suggestions and ideas. I love that stuff. So send me a direct message on Instagram at jeremy.quietmind with what you're liking, what you want to hear more of and uh, what you want to see more of as I'm going to be doing more YouTube videos and other stuff on my 
Instagram page as well, more uh, visuals as well. So if you want to see that, uh, let me know what you're looking for. What would be helpful for you? Uh, things, questions you're not clear about, things you want to know more about. So thank you as always for listening. I'm super grateful you're here. And if you enjoy this, leave an honest review and you can become a supporter of this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month up to $9.99 a month. And thank you to the monthly supporters. I really appreciate you all for helping sustain this podcast. And I'm excited to put out some more episodes soon. I'm actually going to put out another one in just a couple of days, an extra episode, because uh, I had my schedule kind of out of whack a couple weeks ago. Uh, but we're going to make sure we have 13 episodes in this season. Uh, this, these topics of relationships, focusing on beginners, it's all what this season's been about. And then we'll have a new topic in our next season starting in April. All right, so thank you for listening and enjoy your practice. And start with the child's pose. So have knees apart, arms forward. Yeah. And start to breathe down to the lower belly, taking a little bit slower, deeper breaths. You can make this more active if you want by pushing into the hands to drive the hips back. Or more passive, just letting your arms relax. Hey, Sue. Maybe this spot over here, a little more space, yeah. That's good. And then walk your arms over to the left, creating a side bend, breathing into the right ribs. So when you inhale, you feel an expansion in the ribs and the intercostal muscles. Let the left side get shorter here so the right side can get longer. And then we'll come back to the center over to the other side, same thing. Emphasize the breath into the left ribs. Let the right side get shorter. Sometimes you could even crawl, like in this side, the left hand could crawl out away from the body a little more. You could press into the right hand. And then from here, come back to center, up to the hands and knees. And just make any movements you want here in the spine, the neck, the shoulders could be holding still, could be moving around. Listen to your body, do what feels right for you here. And then we'll come back to the center, to a neutral spine. and. Walk the hands forward, arms lengthen to reach out through both sides of the body, both all the rib cage here, expanding the intercostal muscles between the ribs, uh, expanding with the inhales. And then thread your left arm underneath into a twist, left shoulder towards the ground, left side of the head down. And your right hand, you could reach and press, or you could bend the elbow and press. 
Or you could wrap the right arm around the back. Wherever you're at, breathe into that space under your left shoulder into the rhomboids, creating more room to breathe in the upper back. And really, we're going through the whole torso. It's creating more space for the lungs to expand with the inhales and soften with the exhales. And then we'll come back to center over to the other side. Now right arm threads through, right shoulder down, breathing into the space under the right shoulder. Again, the left hand could be extended and pressing or bend the elbow and press or wrap the left arm around the back. And then we'll come back to the center, to hands and knees, and focus just on this upper back area with like a sort of cat-cow motion. So you press into the hands and the upper back rounds, the chin comes in towards the chest. And then go the other way, move the shoulder blades together as you lower the heart. And then you go back and forth like this, sort of like cat-cow, but really just in the upper back. Gaining some control, some movement, ability to contract and release these muscles of the traps, the rhomboids, and all these upper back muscles here. Less in the lower back, so lower back, middle back is pretty neutral. Just the spine, or the upper back and the shoulders here, the scapula moving together and apart. Now bring your hands wider apart off of the mat and go a little side to side into the shoulders. And the arm that comes down can do a little internal rotation if that feels good. And go side to side with that. Easing up the shoulders here, more ability to move, more uh, neurological pathways to be able to feel the sensation in the shoulders, upper back, this area that can get numbed out for a lot of us from sitting a lot. And then we'll come back to the center, neutral spine, hands under shoulders, back to downward facing dog. Now we can bend one knee at a time, ease into down dog. Hands shoulder width apart, feet hips width apart. If your hamstrings are a little tight today, you could take your feet wider apart. And from here, we'll come forward to a plank pose, shoulders over the wrist, strengthening the arms and shoulders here, and all of the front of the body, activating all the major muscles, waking up the mind-muscle connection throughout the body here. And then slowly lower all the way down to the belly. Locust pose, reaching the arms back, lifting the heart. The palms face down towards the ground. That helps to have a little external rotation in the shoulders. And you could even start to turn your thumbs up towards the ceiling. Hands opening out to the sides away from the center. Slight bend in the knees, contracting the hamstrings and glutes. The whole back of the body activating strong. All the major muscles in the back. And then lower down, relax. Just let everything soften here on the floor, on the belly. Turn the head to one side or stack the hands to rest the head there. And then we'll come back to hands under shoulders, back to down dog. 
Again, easing into down dog, maybe things slowly opening up a little bit in the back of the body here as we stretch the back of the body now. Rooting down through all the base knuckles of the fingers, down through the heels. And then we'll come forward to plank pose, shoulders over the wrist, high push-up position. Again, strong, strengthening the legs, the quads, the, the core, the chest, the arms, all the front of the body muscles active here. If you want a little more challenge, you could lift your left foot off the floor, and then lift your right foot off the floor. And now both feet off the floor. <laughs> and then we'll come down to the belly and to locust pose again. This time, if you want a little more challenge, you could have the arms beside you like a W shape or the arms forward like a V shape. If the arms are forward, the pinkies turn slightly towards each other. Holding, breathing here. So the arms rotate like this. Yeah, it's a little better on the shoulders. And then we'll relax down. Everything relaxed to the floor, letting go of all the effort in the back of the body. <coughs> Turn the head to the other side from before, or again, stack the hands under the head. Come back to the hands and knees to down dog. And this time we'll come forward to plank a little bit shorter this time, more quickly being able to activate those muscles and have this mind-muscle connection throughout the whole body. Now either knees down chaturanga or chaturanga, elbows bend in alongside the ribs, holding in this 90-degree arm shape for a moment here. Tops of feet come down to cobra or upward facing dog. Up dog, the knees are lifting, hips are lifting. Cobra, the hips are down. And then back to downward facing dog. Step the right foot forward into a lunge. Right knee over right ankle. All 10 toes point forward. Light hands to float the arms up into a high crescent lunge. Arms alongside the ears, or elbows could bend like a W shape, or just bring the arms back like locust. Really good, everybody. Focus the gaze at a single spot. Steady breath. Strong and active throughout all the lower body and the upper body here. Warrior two, back heel turns down, arms extend. We'll hold and breathe here a few breaths. Straighten the front knee, right hand inside the ankle or to a block to triangle. Left arm can be straight up or wrap it around the back. Neck can relax looking down or strengthen looking up. 
Again, we'll hold and breathe here a few breaths. Come back to warrior two and back to the high lunge, lifting the back heel. Bring your hands to your heart and step up to a chair pose, either feet together or hips width, whatever feels more natural for your legs and your hips. Hands can stay at the heart or arms could extend in a V shape here, pinkies turn towards each other. Come all the way up to stand. Catch your left wrist and reach to your right into a side bend. Hold and breathe here into the left ribs, creating more space to breathe. Now we can deepen this by crossing the left knee behind the right knee and have the right hand start to slide down the back leg as you reach further through the left hand. Helps to increase the space between the ribs, to stretch the intercostal muscles, and breathe into the ribs. And then we'll come back up to the center, to the other side, same thing. Holding your right hand, stretching to your left. Now you can stay here or cross the right knee behind the left. Reach the left hand down the back leg as you reach longer through the right fingertips. You could turn your chest a little bit towards the ground, adding a little stretch to the lats and the sides of the back. The more you crawl your left hand down, the more you reach the right hand up, the bigger the stretch here on the right side. And then we'll undo all that back to center, reaching both arms up. And as you exhale, fold all the way down to forward fold. Inhale to lift halfway up, extend the spine. And exhale to step back to down dog. Now we'll step the left foot forward to a lunge. Find your footing first and then float the arms up from strong, stable legs. Back leg is straight, never hyperextended, but definitely contracting the quadriceps and the calves. Again, arms can be straight up or elbows bend or arms reach back. Noticing the whole body here from the feet, to the legs, the core, chest and shoulders, upper back, neck relaxed, heads just kind of neutral with the spine here, focusing the gaze. Warrior two, back heel down, arms extend out. Holding, breathing here a few breaths. The feet can press down and apart from the center, strengthening legs. The lower traps on the back contracting, so the shoulder blades drawing down and together just a little bit, but the fingers still reaching out strongly. You're trying to touch the wall behind you and the wall in front of you. Always with the warrior two, you could have the hands at the waist if you prefer. The shoulders are a little tired. Straighten the front knee, 
triangle, left hand inside the ankle or to a block. Opening from the right ribs towards the ceiling. Right arm could be reaching up or wrapped around the back. Gaze can be down, relaxing the neck or up, strengthening the neck. Press towards my arm here, forward, yeah. So open here. Press more into there, yeah. Good. And then we'll come back to warrior two, undoing that, good. Back to the high lunge. And hands to the heart and step forward to the chair pose. Either feet together or hips width. Hands could stay at the heart or arms could extend in a V shape here. Focus the gaze at a single spot. And we'll come up to stand. Inhale to reach the arms up. Just for a breath here, we'll exhale to the right. Inhale to center. Exhale to the left. Inhale to center. And exhale to fold all the way down. Inhale, lift halfway up. Exhale, step back to down dog. Forward to plank pose, shoulders over the wrist. Now right hand comes just a little bit forward from plank. Either right knee down or stack your feet onto the right edge of the right foot. Left arm reaches over right. Side plank, right, so the right hand's down, left arm's up. If you want a little more challenge here, left leg could lift a couple inches. And then we'll come back to the center plank pose. Left hand a little bit forward, side plank. Either left knee down or stacking the feet. And the right leg could lift here. And then back to center, to hands and knees. And we'll balance here, focus on our balance here a little more. Have the right leg reach straight back and the left arm forward. Stay just like that or bend the right knee, reach for the top of the foot. Focus the gaze at a single spot. If that hurts the knee, just don't grab the foot, that's fine. And then we'll slowly release back to center to the other side, same thing. Left leg reaches, right arm reaches, and you can stay there or reach back and grab the top of the foot. Notice how when you balance, there's always a little bit of wobble, but there is a sense of center that you have that you can always come back to. Now slowly come back to hands and knees down. Now we'll all do this side plank variation, right hand a little forward, left leg back and lift the left arm and the left leg lifts up to parallel to the ground. And if you're okay there, you could bend the left knee, reach for the top of the foot. Focus the gaze at a single spot, find that center in the middle of the wobble and slowly release back down to hands and knees. Same thing, other side now, left hand just a tiny bit forward, side plank with the left knee down, right leg lifts, and maybe bend the right knee, reach for the top of the foot here. Good, 
Good, and slowly release all the way down to the stomach on the floor. Either locust pose, one of the versions we did before, or bow pose, bending both knees, reaching for the tops of the feet. If you're in bow, hips press down, everything else lifts, heads in line with the spine, not cranking back on the neck. Just a continuous smooth line with the rest of the spine. Wherever you're at, we're contracting the back of the body strong to help open the front of the body, the front of the hips, chest, belly, everything opening here. And then we'll lower down and come back to down dog. And we'll bring our balancing postures into the standing posture. So we'll step the right foot forward, lunge, float the arms up into a high lunge. Now, any variation of this warrior three, you can keep the arms extended as you lift the back leg or hands come to the heart or arms reach back like locust. Wherever you're at, there is a strong engagement of the back of the body, the muscles of the back of the body. That makes you lighter and easier to balance here. The ball and heel of the right foot rooting down. You could lift and spread the toes to help accentuate that. Find your center in the middle of the wobble. Back down, warrior two. Left hand comes to the left hip, right hand towards the right corner or block as you float the back leg up to Ardha Chandrasana half moon. Focus the gaze at a single spot, just like the side plank we did. Find your center in the middle of the wobble here. And then we'll slowly come back down to warrior two. Straighten the front knee and bring the left hand, the back hand inside of the foot to a block or maybe a lower block or maybe even outside of the foot to a block or the floor. Right hand on your low back as you turn the ribs to your right in revolved triangle. Long spine, long legs, really good everybody, awesome. And then we'll lower the hands down and step forward to a forward fold at the front of the mat. Back to our chair pose, bending the knees, hands at the heart. And we'll practice our balance here a little bit by bringing the left foot off the floor just an inch or two, strong in the right leg. And then switch that, left foot down, right foot lifts, strong, engaged, focused. Both feet down as you inhale, reach all the way up to stand, extending the arms, and exhale to come all the way down. Inhale, lift halfway up. Exhale, back to down dog. Rooting through the base knuckles of the fingers, lengthening through the spine, pressing down through the heels. Recentering here in down dog, finding that sense of center and stability that you can come back to when we're in the balancing poses. And then we'll, from here, step the left foot forward. Float the arms up to the high crescent lunge. And any arm variation here, leaning forward, floating the back leg up. Arms forward is usually the most challenging. It adds the most weight on your back. Arms reaching back like locusts is usually the most the easiest because it's, it's easier to engage the back there.
front knee does not have to be locked. There can be a little bend to the knee. But we're going for that strengthening of the back of the body here. It makes you lighter. Back to warrior two. Right hand to right hip, left hand towards left corner or block, floating the back leg up. Ardha Chandrasana half moon. Again, find your center here, just like the side plank thing we did on the floor, where you're strong through the right leg. And then slowly back to warrior two. And now straighten the front knee, revolve triangle, reach the back hand inside of the front foot, using the block here, either at any of the heights, inside or outside the foot. Left hand on your low back, long spine turning the ribs to the left, always leading the rotation from the spine. Then your left arm just extends out straight from the shoulder, which might, is probably not going to be up towards the ceiling, uh, but any amount you could reach the left arm out if you want here. And we'll lower down the hand, step forward to forward fold, the front of the mat. Bend the knees, chair pose, strong legs. And we'll work with the balance here again, hands at the heart, shift your weight into your right foot. Let the left foot just hover, but then cross the left knee over the right. Garudasana legs, maybe you stay here or we cross the left arm under the right, holding shoulders or wrapping the arms to hold the hands. If you fall out, just slowly come in the way you came in the first time. From here, we'll let everything release and stand up, extending. And as you exhale, come back to the chair pose, hands at the heart. Focused and lift the right foot, cross the right knee over left. You might stay right there or cross the right arm under the left. Legs and arms hugging towards the midline, creating a sense of center. Even though there's a strong wobble here, we're balancing. You can have the elbow slightly draw in towards the navel, creating a little more of a crunching uh, engagement of the core. And then we'll release all that to stand up. Inhale to reach the arms. And exhale to fold all the way down. And then everyone turn towards me for a wide stance, just so we're all facing the same direction. Uh, so all 10 toes pointing forward. You could have the, hand, the toes point a little bit in or out if that feels more natural for you, but generally straight ahead. Hands can be on blocks or on the floor under your shoulders, and we'll all have the hands under the shoulders first to extend the spine. And keep as much of that length as you can and fold from your hip flexors at the waist to come down into the forward fold. And then any arm variation you want here, hands could reach back, hold elbows, hold feet. Prasarata Padottanasana, the wide-legged forward fold, letting the head be heavy towards the ground.
And now we'll start to bring the hands back under the shoulders and turn towards the front of the mat. Step back to down dog. And then start to walk your feet up to the front of the mat. And feet together, knees apart into a low squatting position. So practice a little bit, uh, working with the core here. So have your blocks up by the front of your mat if they're not already. And come down to your tail for Navasana Boat Pose. So you can hold behind the, the thighs here. You could have the legs extend, palms up beside you. So we're feeling for this contraction, waking up the hip flexor muscles, the psoas. So when we sit a lot, these muscles get shortened and weakened. But here, we're contracting and strengthening those muscles. And just let your feet down for a moment. And we'll do a sort of crow pose on the tail here. So same idea, those muscles are going to contract, but now we're going to sort of round the back. So knees come in towards the armpits, feet are together, inside edges. And then arms press forward, rounding your back like you're doing a crunch. Chin in towards the chest. And you're moving, trying to move your knees towards your triceps, basically. So like you could have your shin and tricep intersect almost. In that direction, at least. And then we'll let that relax back down. Just relax the belly for a moment. So again, to Navasana, where legs are straight, the spine is more long here, so we're not as much contracting those abdominal muscles. The palms could be up beside you, more challenging. Or arms could be overhead, like a V-shape here, more challenging. Let your feet down, let that relax. So again, knees towards armpits, like crow pose on your tail, rounding the back. And then let it relax back down. All right, so we'll take that same shape now, coming back to our squatting position like we had at the front of the mat. And if you have any concern about falling forward, like hitting your head, have a block there so that doesn't happen. And then if you have any trouble with like lifting your heels off the floor in crow pose, put a block under your feet. So you could do both if you want. Um, but you'll start with feet together, knees apart, hands down like plank pose. And work towards bringing your shins towards your triceps again here. And rounding the back like a crunch like we did on the floor here. And then one heel in towards your tail, then the other in Bakasana. So if, maybe today you just work on leaning into your hands, shifting the weight into the arms and feeling the strength of the chest, shoulders, and arms. Maybe you lift one heel in for today. Maybe the other heel comes in for a second. <laughs> All right, so then we'll start to come back down to the tail, just sitting back down. You can circle your wrist out if the wrists are a little sensitive there. And from here, we'll come back to the Navasana boat pose. So either knees bent or legs straight. And now, Ardha Navasana, low boat pose. So lower back touches, but everything else still lifting. Like you're, kind of like you're doing a sit-up in the upper body. Legs are straight. Knees can bend if you need to, though, if your back is sensitive. 
and holding, breathing here, strengthening all of the abdominal muscles. And then bring the knees in, so let everything relax, rock side to side on the back. Come back to the center and sort of crow pose on your back here. So knees towards the armpits, arms straight up towards the ceiling, rounding the back a little bit here. And then stretch your legs out towards the ground and reach your arms towards the wall behind you. So straightening out the whole body, but the feet stay off the floor, strengthening abdominals here. All this helps to support the back and strengthen the hip flexors, which are sort of a main source of a lot of uh, other issues in the back and the legs. When the, the psoas or the hip flexors are tight, that helps, uh, that causes a whole bunch of other issues in the body. So we'll have the knees come back in, back to the crow pose on the back, knees curling and rounding the back. But when we have the ability to activate and release these muscles as needed, that helps to alleviate a lot of back pain a lot of issues with the hips and the back. And then we'll let the knees come in, just rock side to side, relaxing, holding hands to thighs and legs here. And we'll let the spine come back to center, rock forward and back along the spine a few times. And then we'll come all the way up. So we'll put all of those things together, strong core, sense of center and balance and strength into headstand, which we practiced a little bit last week. Um, so basically you have your hands like this interlaced and the pinky down inside of the rest of the hands, so there's not a pinky sticking out. And you create a triangle base with the head. So if your elbows are too close, you're, don't, you're not going to have a solid base. If your elbows are too wide, you're not going to have a solid base. So just that perfect amount of an equal triangle. And then the, the head comes down towards the ground here. Lower body is like down dog. And you walk your feet in so they can't go anymore in towards the body. And then, once you can't walk your feet in anymore, you bring one knee in towards your belly, press into the forearms. So I'm pressing so much that I could lift my head easily, right? So it's really at least 60% of the weight's in my forearms. And then the other knee can come in and still very light in the head, right? So it's mostly in the forearms. So walk your feet in, one knee in, and then the other knee in is the hardest part, but if you can hold there, that will allow you to very easily get to the next part. But if you just kick up, it's, it's, you're much more likely to fall and much more likely to hurt your neck. So starting from the, the basket shape for the head, walk your feet in so you can't go anymore. And then one knee in towards your belly. And then the other. If you want support or spot, let me know. If you have questions, let me know.
you're done, just come back to your child's pose. This time you could have your knees together, arms reaching back, opening the upper back and shoulders. You could turn your head a little left to right, relaxing the neck and jaw. Start to come back up to the hands and knees. And set up for a pigeon pose, right knee towards right wrist, or you can go to pigeon on your back. But if you're in the first version, the left toes point straight back, hips are square to the ground, fingers help you lengthen the spine, and use all that length to start to hinge at the waist and come down. So there's no rounding in the back here. Just folding from the hip flexors and the waist. So now we'll go into the longer holds, deeper stretches, more flexibility in the body. Always the most important thing when we're working with flexibility is just letting your nervous system relax, taking slow, deep breaths, letting your body know it's safe, that it can let go of tensions, making sure the shoulders are relaxed here, no extra tension anywhere in the body. Imagine you can breathe into the sensation in your outer right hip here. So we're increasing the mind-muscle connection and creating those neural pathways that allow us to fire muscles, to relax muscles when we need to. Now we'll start to transition to the other side. Take your time. Any movements you'd like in between. Again, just notice if there's any unnecessary tension in the upper back, shoulders that can soften here. And imagine you can breathe into the outer left hip here.
we'll start to transition. Start to come up to seated eventually. So basically we're gonna focus on releasing tension throughout all of the hips, full circumference of the leg. So we go to the outer hips now to the inner, the feet together, knees apart. And you could stay just sitting straight up, long spine. You could fold forward, rounding the back, maybe releasing tension in the back and the neck. Or you could lay back in supine bound angle. This is usually more restorative, more resting if you feel like you just want to relax a little more. So any version of this here. Always, if it's a little intense, you could scoot your feet further forward to decrease intensity. You could always scoot your feet in a little closer towards the tail to increase intensity. first version, if you're folding over the legs, you could press onto the kidney meridian under the big toe mound. Your thumb presses into that spot right under the base of the big toe, the first metatarsal. And you might not feel a whole lot there. Sometimes you might feel a little electrical energy. That's the K1 kidney meridian. It helps regulate the energy in the whole body. So this can be a very uh, restorative, recharging kind of posture. start to come back up here and we're going to focus on the front of the hips and the legs here so to do that you'll have your knees bend like you're in a, a bridge pose so knees bent feet on the floor lay down to the back and have your left foot come behind the right foot and catch it with your right hand so that allows your left knee to kind of fall down towards the ground and stretch into the quads, the left hip flexors. If the knee is sensitive here, put a block under your knee, under your left knee. If you feel like you, you've got a lot of, uh, mobility, a lot of uh, space to work with here, you could have your right knee come in towards the body to deepen this. Hold the right knee in with the left hand while you hold the foot with the right hand.
imagine you can breathe into the left thigh, left hip, increasing the neurological activity, the ability to feel these muscles, ability to relax these muscles. slowly start to transition to the other side. Same thing. Right foot to the left hand. And maybe stay right there if the side's a little tighter, or you could hug the left knee in and catch it with the right hand. Able to feel the right thigh, the right hip flexors, able to relax these muscles just as much as you were able to engage them earlier. All parts of the body, active, awake, alert, able to relax when we need to, able to engage when we need to. from here and have both knees come in towards the body for happy baby and we'll focus on the hamstrings the back of the legs here so you could uh, have one leg extend so lengthening the hamstrings on that leg you could lean over to the side a little bit if you want or you can just sort of alternate extending one leg at a time or hold on one side it's really relaxed less linear, just more whatever feels good here in the legs, easing into the hips and hamstrings. Come back to center and just come over to one side. We'll set up for one last thing here with deer pose. So it's a good way to get a, a twist, but also a release of the QL, which we don't directly stretch in most poses. So feet are on the floor, hands are behind you to start. Let your knees fall over to your left. So you end up having your right knee into the left arch and then turn towards the back of the mat to come down to the hands or the elbows. Or you could stack the hands and rest the head there. Or you could have your head on a block. This is a 
This can be a pretty intense deep pose at times, but still finding as much relaxation as you can in this, especially with the, the head and the upper body and the shoulders. start to come back up and over to the other side same thing so now the knees fall to your right left knee into the arch of the foot turning towards the back of the mat any amount of lowering down here and again you'll likely feel this on the lower left side in the ql but depending on your body it could be somewhere else but we're still getting this, this twist. This great way to end any practices with a twist. We're contracting, compressing everything towards the center. Containing energy, grounding and centering. start to come back to sitting up and down to Shavasana, final resting pose. If there's any last movements you need before that, please do that. So you can just lay flat, relaxing, or if there's any other Variation, having knee supported, or if you want grounding, you can put a blanket on your hips for a little weight. So whatever is comfortable for you. And if you're going to stay for a while, just have a little support there so it's not too intense. The back of the body become heavy, the front of the body light, relaxed. mentioned this theme of relationships and classes this month and this will be the last uh, Monday for that. So I want to share uh, a story I really like that I, f I find really helpful in working with my own 
you know, inner challenges, inner demons sort of thing. And I think that relates really well to, it's helped me so much in being able to relate with others when they're in challenging situations and um, difficult conversations and things like that. So the story is about a, a monk who's meditating in a, his own cave. And it says, one evening, uh, this monk returned to his cave after gathering firewood, only to find it filled with demons. They were cooking his food, reading his books, sleeping in his bed. They had taken over the joint. He knew about non-duality of self and other, but he still didn't quite know how to get these guys out of his cave. Even though he had the sense that they were just a projection of his own mind, all the unwanted parts of himself, he didn't know how to get rid of them. So first, he taught them about Dharma. He sat on this seat that was higher than they were and said things to them about how we are all one. He talked about compassion and emptiness and how poison is medicine and nothing happened. The demons were still there. Then he lost his patience and he got angry and gave up and just sat down on the floor saying, I'm not going away and it looks like you aren't either. So let's just live here together. At that point, all of them left except one. And the monk said, oh, this one is particularly vicious. And we all know that one. Sometimes we have lots of them like that. And sometimes we feel like that's all we've got. And he didn't know what to do. So he surrendered himself even further. He walked over and put himself right into the mouth of the demon and said, just eat me up if you want to. Then that demon left too. So to me, it's whenever those challenges are, those things that we think are just like too much, we don't know how to handle them, and we try maybe philosophizing or intellectualizing it, we try figuring it out, we try making it work, we try getting angry at it, we get frustrated, but eventually when we just let it be and accept that it's there and okay, and this, I can feel this way, this person can feel this way, we can have this conflict, this situation can be exactly as it is. In my experience, that's almost always when it finally changes. When that resistance, my resistance goes away, then the resistance of the thing goes away too. So allowing yourself this next few minutes here, moments to rest in the space that you've created, where you've released a lot of your own resistance, your own tensions. Resting in this still, quiet space.
We'll start to move the fingers and toes, hands and feet, arms and legs. And eventually start to come over to one side and rest on your side. And then slowly back up to sitting. Close our practice by bringing the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.